Let's get it. Hop out for 16, passing the ditch of D5. No, that's not a challenger. Big one. I keep some members with me in the freaks. Get coat seat, they some cannibals. They like to get geek. Drink a whole bottle, wake up and repeat. Damn. She took a look, mixed it with the chill out. Now she says she's in 3D. Wow. I go in the jungle and they got a coat. I bet I come out with a mean. I bet Do I... this shit for the fam, cause this shit bigger than me. Big. Color thumbs in my infinity lean. And in the factory masterpiece. Factory. I call on twin, could that be my brother? We got the same roller, he matching me. Nah, for real. Water on me, like the sun. Some cash, some pointers. All these commas, I won't fumble. Me go gunners out the junk. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, I'm 24, this is my podcast, 24's podcast again, a little bit of a delayed reaction, a little bit of a delayed start. Oh man, man, oh man. Finals week for me in school. Friday will be my last day at work. Huge final, final finals, ironically enough. I don't even know what I, I took a final. <laughs> I took a final on, on Monday, my first final. I think I, I don't remember when I recorded a podcast. I think it was, I think it was on, did I say Friday? I meant to say Monday, but I took my first final. I don't know what I got on it. I mean, hell, I can check it right now. I mean, my last paper. Hold on. I mean, I literally, like, one time, oh my god, I got a 90 on one, on one of my grades, for one of my, uh, for one of my things, and then I freaking fired and forgot, uh, what was it, my final on English, I'm like, I'm looking through my grades right now, I'm like, I don't even know what I got, I don't even know, I was like, what paper, I I don't even know what, Oh, I got a 92 on my uh, my final exam. I mean, I just... <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my... Hold on. Hold on. Can, can, can we get a little bit of the Migos, please? Can, can, can we listen to the Migos a little bit? I mean... God. God. Hey. Oh, shit. I mean... Let's get it. Pop up a 16, passing the ditch of D5. I know this not a Turn take up. They like to get geek. Wake a whole bottle, wake up and repeat. Damn. Take a look. Missing with the chill out. Now she says she's in 3D. Wow. I go in the jungle and they got a coat. I better come out with a me. Do this shit for the fam. Cause this shit bigger than me. Big. Color thumbs in my infinity lane. And in the factory masterpiece. I call on twin. Could that be my brother? We got the same role. he matching me? Nah, for real. Water on me. Like the sorry. I mean, let me tell you something. Oh man, I mean, I had a absolutely great day, fired, forgot, boom, boom, just absolutely, hold on, I'm reading, reading the comments, I think I was like one of the first people out, I mean, I walked, I walked my happy ass out, I was like, I sprinted out, I was fast walking out, I wrote like 18 pages, 18 pages, well, it was like, it was like six or seven, really. But I had to like skip a page and do certain things. I mean, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> let me tell you something. I mean, I just fired and forgot. I was like, I put up the deuces. I was out. God damn, I was out. <clears throat> but um, yeah, did really, really good on my first final. On Monday, finals are almost over with. I passed um, 
my speech final, which I wasn't worried about. I don't even, I don't care what my final grade in that class was. I think I got a zero on a test. It doesn't matter. I'm not really that concerned about my GPA. I think my GPA fell off like nine points because the reality is, and I got a 93 on attendance and participation and all that good stuff, but I wasn't really that concerned, but I was like, what happened? I got a zero on a test because I just didn't take it because I completely forgot about it because it was due on a Thursday and not a Friday. It was usually due on a Thursday or usually due on a Friday and and my grade just dropped by like nine points, but I don't really care. I was just happy that it's a core credit speech. A speech class is a core credit. And so I was not, I wasn't concerned about that at all. I'm just checking my grades now because I'm like, how are my grades doing and things of that nature? I'm like, let me check it out. Eh, I don't know. Anyways, I'm just like looking at some of my stuff here. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. That makes sense. Okay, good. Okay, my grades are like... I'm looking at my grades to make sure that my grades are like caught up. Oh, man. Anything else I got? I'm just checking it out right now. Yeah. Okay, can can we can we go back to playing the Migos, please? Can we like turn them down a little bit? Yeah, okay, here we go. Sorry. Technically it's not the Migos, it's Quavo and Takeoff, but it's you know, it's the Migos. Man, semester has been difficult, semester has been challenging, it's been hard getting passing grades considering that i was like man i i feel overwhelmed and even getting like good grades on my finals is very good hardest class easily biology absolutely bombed the final i didn't study for you know what pause the music i woke up this morning right woke up this morning i got a 56 on the final to give you the tldr woke up this morning i mean i haven't paid attention in that class for oh god like almost two months the in-class portion of the class is absolutely useless i felt like i could pass the test all of the tests online i just didn't review the chapters like if i reviewed the chapters i would have done much better on the test i there were times where i was like looking at the test and i was just like i don't know what any of this stuff means and i was just like i'm just gonna fade away i'm just gonna fade away throw up a fadeaway jumper i'm exhausted I'm exhausted from work. I'm exhausted from school. Again, I couldn't I couldn't get up this morning to study. I was that exhausted. I was like, oh my God, I'm at the end of my rope. Please put me out of my misery. And I made a 56 on the on the test. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The final. Or most of my finals. Not all of my finals, but most of my finals. The two most important finals. College Algebra and Microbiology. Those two classes and their respective finals are cumulative. Meaning that they encompass the entirety of the semester and the curriculum that follows. And so they can technically, technically count for one of the tests. And so because of that, because I got the lowest test that I had in microbiology was like a 49. And because I made a 56, I, I, I passed the, the course with flying colors. As I 
stuck my hand trying to reach for my mouse into an open flame candle. Oh my god. My reaction to passing microbiology was fantastic. I was like, I don't want to take this class ever again. And also, I don't want to see this professor ever again. She's terrible. Easily the hardest semester that I'll probably have in college, not just because I was mega overworked and uh, and stressed out. Well, maybe not stressed out. I don't, I don't think I was that stressed out. But just overworked and tired. But um, past college algebra, or not college algebra, past microbiology on to college algebra i i actually do have to study for college algebra because it's like there there is no fucking way i'm gonna pass that that uh that test tomorrow if i don't actually do something and i don't what's my lowest grade in that class it was low it was like i bombed a test in in college algebra i know for a fact i did but i also weirdly enough i also did really good on one of the tests what was it hold on let me see what was Okay, so test one, I got a 66 on. And then test two, I got an 82 on. Damn, go me. And then test three, I got a 55 on. So I got to make like above a 55 to essentially pass the course. That's it. That's all I got to do. <clears throat> oh my God. I think I can do it. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But, yes. If I pass college algebra, all of my core, all of my non-major core classes will be taken care of. And I'll be done. I'll be done. By the way, pause, music. I don't want to make it sound like I'm an underachiever academically. It's just this semester, first semester, going back to school, full-time job, 35 hours, no reprieve, no relieve ever, I mean, this semester to get my homework done at an appropriate time because I was working six days a week, I would literally have to stay up until 3 a.m. in the morning to get my homework done. Now I cannot do that whatsoever. I just can't. My body goes into like this deep recovery every single time I uh, I go to sleep. And it's just like anytime I wake up before 5 to 6, even at times 7 o'clock, I mean, I am done and dusted and I cannot function. So instead of trying to function, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to uh, to just throw in the towel whenever I wake up and I'm just going to, um, to just wait. Like this morning, I woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was like, it's time to review for my final. And I was like, okay. And I, I couldn't move. I couldn't get out of bed. I, my legs, my my feet were just sore and tired and I was like I can't I can't move I get I can't get out of bed and so I was like I'll give it another hour and so I and this went on for like four hours until like six o'clock in the morning I would like sleep for an hour wake up and be like I can't move then I would sleep for an hour wake up and again that happened that continued until like six o'clock in the morning and then at seven I was like I'm up I'm going to school and I freaking bombed my final but me bombing my final is uh, is essentially me passing the class. I was not concerned at all about... Um, I was like, you know what? If I fucking fail this fucking course, it's all right. I put a lot of effort into it. It's going to suck to have to retake the course, to retake lab, like a microbiology lab. It's going to fucking suck to do that again. But let me tell you something. I fucking... 
played my fucking guts out out there. I freaking, oh my God, never doing that shit ever again. But I, maybe not played. I, I think I'm in a basketball game or something like that. But I freaking, I freaking worked my ass off. And I'm like, for the first time in my life, or maybe not in the first time in my life, but for the first time in like six years, I'm back at school trying to essentially get my degree and trying to do right. And it's just like, it's all right if I fail. And I didn't fail. Mm. Get some. Mm. I expected to. I was like, man, it was going to be close. Or it would have, you know what? With all, with how unprepared I was, by the way, this is fucking stupid. Again, got a 56 on the test. The lowest grade that I had was like a 49. Again, right? That test I had actually prepared for. This test, the test that I made a 49 on. This test, I didn't prepare and I got a higher grade. That's, that is dumb. That's very dumb. To make matters worse, when it came to, I mean, I mean that class was just god awful. I, I hated microbiology. I hated the professor. Apparent, and by the way, I had homework for that class literally on fucking Saturday. I had to fucking do it. I had homework on Saturday. Oh, God, I hated that fucking course. And I'm out. And I'm gone. Now it's like college algebra. Got to do that. If I, I mean, anything above a 55, and I'm passing. Because I'm passing the course right now. And um, if I get anything above that, then I'm good. But I, But it's like I looked at the review for it, and I was like, oh, my God. There are so much shit that I do not remember how to do that I have to relearn how to do. Right now, and if I get a fucking 55 on it, I fucking pass it, or really even anything less than that, I don't know, we'll see, I don't know, anyways, um, weird intro, I know, um, after, after essentially school is over with, we'll have a very normal podcast, I'm very excited for it, I'll be back, not tomorrow, but on Friday, and the reason for it is, is that it's Thursday night football, and I, Kind of want to play video games and watch Thursday night football. Let me see who's on for Thursday night. After that marvelous Dallas Cowboys game last week. Oh, God. It's the Patriots versus Steelers. Never mind. I'm not going to watch that game. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to watch that game. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. I'd, I'm going to watch Thursday night football. But man, oh, man. Great day to be me. Awesome day. Passed all of my finals. Or technically passed all of my classes. Failed one of my finals. Doesn't matter. Pass the class. Get fucked. Nobody cares. Microbiology. Why don't you sco- Why don't you shove your microscope right up your fucking ass? Oh God, microbiology. I'm never doing that shit again. Terrible class, or maybe not a terrible class, but just a terrible professor. Terrible professor. Oh my God. I was fighting for. Let me let me tell you how obnoxious this class was. Okay, let me tell you something. So, I go into this class, week one, I do the homework, the homework counts for like a bajillion points in your grade, and I do the homework semi-incorrectly, I show the professor that I do it semi-incorrectly, I essentially like, to it, it's a technicality, like, I, I, I don't even know how to describe it, essentially it's like, there is the school's portal, and then there is the textbook's portal, and it'll take you to the chapters, and you can essentially go to the, uh, it was like McGraw-Hill, 
who's like a publisher, I went on the publisher's portal and I used that and I did the homework via that and not through my school's, my college's portal. And because I didn't do that, because I didn't do my homework through my college's portal, I got zeros for like a month almost on all of my homework. And literally my grade in that fucking class was like a 30 for like a month, a month. And so you say to me, 24, how fucking low are your standards? My standards are pretty goddamn high, faithful viewer. The problem is, is that I got fucked literally as soon as I walked into the class and I still came out with a mink. I still came out with a fucking mink. I came out, turn up, take off, turn them off. I came out with a mink. I came out with a fucking mink. Let's get it. Hop up a 16 pass in the ditch of D5. No, this ain't a challenge, huh? I keep some members with me in the fridge, get cold seat. They They're some cannibals. cannibals. They like to get geek. Drink a whole bottle, wake up and repeat. They took a look, mixed it with the chill. Chill up. Now she says she's in 3D. Wow. I go in the jungle and they got a coat. I better come out with a man. Do this shit for the fam. Cause it's shit bigger than me. Yeah. Color thorns in my infinity lane. And in the factory masterpiece. I call him twins. Could that be my brother? We got the same role. he matching me? Nah, for real. Oh my god. I came out of it! Yes. It was a hard fought battle. Oh man. God. Jesus fucking Christ. God. So you can imagine just how juiced up I am on just the notion and the fact that, I mean, I just, I was behind. So many people dropped it. I mean, I, we're talking like either a quarter or a third of the class dropped the class and um i i was i was not shocked because everybody was failing or everybody had failed the first test except for me ironically enough and like maybe one or two more people and you know what you know what i could have cheated on today's final this is how much i was like i'm going out i'm going out on my own fucking sword tonight I could have fucking cheated. Play the babies! To define, no, that's not a challenger. Big one. I keep some members with me in the freeze. Get coat seat. They some cannibals. Eaters. They, they like, like to get geek. Wake up. A whole bottle, wake up and repeat. Damn. They mess with the Missing with the chill. chill out. Out. Now she says she's in 3D. Wow. I go in the jungle and they got a coat. I, I better come out with a man. Do this shit for the fam. Do this shit bigger than me. Color thorns in my infinity lane. In the factory masterpiece. I call on twins. Could that be my brother? We got the same role. he matching me? me? Nah, for real. Water. Sorry. Not sorry. Oh my god. I could have cheated on today's final. Okay? My biology, I don't know if she was testing me or not. I don't think she was, because she didn't know. My biology teacher, essentially, because these are like almost 20 page front and back tests. I guess she gave out the exact same test to the exact same to to essentially different classes. So one person, one really smart person had used had like written stuff on the tests. And I was like, "Man, this person." And I was looking through the test and I was like, "Man, whoever wrote in this is pretty doggone smart." And the thought occurred to me. I was like, "I didn't prepare for this test at all. It's like the heavens have parted. The heavens have parted." I could, and she didn't do, who, and I'm assuming it's a girl, she didn't do all of the tests. She did parts of it, but she still essentially, like, gave me the answers to some pretty important questions. And I was like, you know what? 
the last thing I want to do is be accused of being a cheater and then have to take the test or not the test, but the class again, rather than going out like a motherfucking gangster, like a motherfucking gangster. And so I said to myself, I'm going out on my sword like a warrior. I'm going to take this test that probably could have helped me do even better, decrease the margins of error or increase the margins of error. But instead, I'm like, you know what? I'm 24. That's not how I roll. I'm going out on my sword and I still pass the damn test. Play me on the gun! They like to get geek. Drink a whole bottle, wake up and repeat. She took a look, missing with the chill out. Now she says she's in 3D. Wow. I go in the jungle and they got a coat. I better come out with a man. Do this shit for the fam. Do this shit bigger than me. Color thorns in my infinity lane. And in the fact that Masterpiece. I call on twins. Could that be my brother? We got the same role. Holy, he matched me. Nah, for real. Water. Anyways. <clears throat> Very proud of myself today. Did a great job today. Left it all out there on the academics. But yes, I, I have a lot to do today. After the podcast, I've already had two damn Red Bulls. Not tonight, but overall. I had one in the morning. I had one in the evening. I I don't know. I, I think I took a nap. I'll take, I will take a long ass nap tomorrow <sighs> when I'm done with school. Do this shit for the fam because it's bigger than me. Big. <clears throat> Anyways, where do I start with the pod? Where do I start once again? Got a lot of things to discuss, a lot of things to say, a lot of things to do. A lot of things. Huge mashups from last week. I mean, do, like, I'll just predict the Patriots and the Steelers. Uh, who wins that game? Nobody wins. We don't win as fans. It's a diab it's a diabolical, disastrous mess of a situation for some of these primetime games. Usually in the regular season, we get the crappy primetime games early to get rid of the whole NFL thing where we have to have two primetime games for every single team. It sucks. It's got awful. It's a participation rule. I hate it. I mean, we've gotten already like the Pittsburgh, not the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we've gotten illustrious games as Justin Fields versus... <clears throat> Josh Dobbs and I mean it's just god man it's just so fucking bad I hated it I hated it hated it hated it hated it but um Patriots versus Steelers is coming up tomorrow I'm not gonna watch it I may have the live score up I love the Amazon broadcast when it comes to the analytics I love how they can highlight I love how the analytical, the AWS, the predictive analytics will actually be able to highlight important and significant players, routes that were ran, et cetera, et cetera, pressures. It's a great looking broadcast and no other broadcast is as good as it. I can literally watch the game on mute and have the exact information that I want. I don't even need the uh, the broadcasters and the analysts to tell me what's going on. The NFL should make that the standard for all of their football games to use predictive analytics to essentially guess plays. It's awesome. It's great. It looks awesome. It looks great. Networks have been figuring out how to add more graphics into their broadcast. Well, there you go. 
By the way, the Super Bowl, again, is being broadcasted by CBS, and Nickelodeon already has announced that SpongeBob, Patrick, Sandy are all going to be a part of the broadcast. It's going to be awesome. SpongeBob and Patrick are going to be broadcasting. I'm not going to lie to you. I may have that on instead of Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I'm not even, I mean, I, I kid you not, I may not have the live broadcast on. I'm going to be like, I, I just want SpongeBob. I want to watch SpongeBob. <clears throat> Again, primetime games suck this year because the NFL had poorly scheduled primetime games. And um, yeah, uh, just schedule Kansas City, Dallas, the Eagles, the 49ers, Ravens next year. We like we should have one prime every single pr week. We should have one of those four to five teams on prime time every single week. Stop trying to push some of these teams that don't matter and or players that are exciting uh, here today, gone tomorrow. Please, dear God, it fucking sucks. Thank you. So Patriots and Steelers, who wins? Uh, we all lose. Nobody cares. I don't care. If you watch that game, you're going to lose. If I watch that game, I'm going to lose. By the way, <clears throat> I got to say something really fast. This kind of pisses me off about certain fast food joints. I've been living off of fast food for the last couple of weeks because I've uh, I've just can't I can't cook. I'm tired and all that good stuff. And I just saw this commercial for this McDonald's ad about this person that went into the store and then <clears throat> because they have the app, they just took the bag, right? Chick-fil-A, and this is what I fucking hate Chick-fil-A for this. Chick-fil-A, I like you a lot. Chick-fil-A, you fucking bastards fucking did this to me and I've I'll probably get the app anyways because with Chick-fil-A if you don't know Chick-fil-A <clears throat> turned like two of their side lane two turned one of their drive-through lanes they only have two drive-through lanes they turned one of it into a mobile section of the drive-through nobody uses it because everybody's stubborn like me because we're all like I don't want to I don't want to fucking download your app order on the app I want to get to Chick-fil-A and I want to order at Chick-fil-A but I'm not gonna lie to you it is incredibly convenient and it's just like is my stubbornness really worth it i probably get in-app discounts i probably would like the app i just don't like being forced to get the app you know they turned like it's just like i don't i don't know if i should essentially you know stop the resistance and just download the fucking app it's like i probably get free shit I mean, hell, I get free shit for the Domino's app. I I love the Domino's app. I get a free pizza every single five pizzas. It's like no holds barred. You just order on the app. You get free pizza. Who doesn't like the app? I don't know. I'll take the free pizza now. It's like if I get a free milkshake or a free ice cream cone or shit, like I, I'm like, maybe I'm missing out. But yeah, that's that was the connection that I drew with the McDonald's app because I'm pissed off because Chick-fil-A is forcing me to download the app. And I don't want to download the app. I just want to get into Chick-fil-A. Their lines are already incredibly long. And you're making them longer. I mean, now they have to have people directing traffic outside because people, dumbasses, will go to the mobile line. They're like, we're going to cut everybody in. They they figure out that it's just like it's not a mobile line. It is for the drive-thru. Excuse, excuse me. They... Th they use the mobile line as if it's like a regular drive-thru. I kind of explained that incorrectly. <clears throat> but um, they use the mobile line as if it's the regular drive-thru. And then the employees at Chick-fil-A have to tell them, no, uh, it's not. You uh, you got to go and you got to wait in line like everybody else. It's very annoying. Anyways, I'm very annoyed. Very annoyed today. When it comes to Chick-fil-A.
Anyways. <clears throat> Patriots versus Steelers game kind of sucks. I want to talk about really a topic that was huge. Huge. When I got onto the podcast, I think, on Monday. By the way, who who played on Monday Night Football? Who played? I did see it. I did watch the game. Oh, yeah, Cincinnati versus the Jags, and Trevor Lawrence got hurt with, like, a sprained ankle. It was it was all right for, you know, for a game that had, you know, Jake Browning play in it. But, my God, is Zach Taylor a terrible head coach? I was giddy when I saw that, um, that the Bengals were doing dumbass shit. You know, like Jake Browning was playing awesome. And then for some stupid ass reason, Zach Taylor is like, let me drop two plays where two wide receivers are going to throw the pass or excuse me, throw passes. And of course it worked out horrendously for the Bengals and they still won the damn game. <clears throat> but um, man, oh man, annoying Monday night football game that I wanted to end. Awesome night for uh, the Bengals though. But I did want to talk about the rest of the games that happened over the weekend and a huge free agency acquisition that had occurred as well. The Philadelphia Eagles absolutely nailed the Shaq Leonard situation. Shaq Leonard, the former Indianapolis Colt, who was being essentially suited and... <clears throat> what? That's what it's called? Suited? I'm a little bit tired. I needed... I'm sleep deprived. But he, he had suitors in the Eagles and in the Cowboys. And ultimately, he chose the Philadelphia Eagles. And I said, I think a week or two ago when he got released, and it was known that both of those teams would have interest in him, I said that it's going to be a huge gain for the team that gets him and a huge loss for the team that doesn't. And as a Dallas Cowboy fan, <clears throat> the interesting question is, well, do I believe that he is a huge gain for the Eagles now that he's on the Eagles? And I think... Yes, he is. Uh, I don't think that that's debatable, to be honest with you. The Eagles have zero linebackers right now, and they could potentially have gotten one of the best. The Cowboys have two really, really good linebackers, but they could have potentially have had one of the best. Um, we won't know how good Shaq Leonard is until he starts playing football. We don't necessarily know the injuries, but that... Uh, like the like how injured he was with the Indianapolis Colts. We don't know the significance of it, but I mean Shaq Leonard is two years removed from an all pro season. He had spinal surgery to fix a nerve that was bothering, I guess, his foot or something like that. So he he's been hurt and he's had major surgery. But Shaq throughout his career has been essentially a top three player at his position. You know? I mean he has been fantastic. So the Eagles being able to get him at such a young age, first and foremost, do I think that the Philadelphia Eagles will sign Shaq Leonard long-term? Absolutely not. And I should have made this more clear in my conversations about Shaq Leonard. This is a one-year rental. And this would have been the exact same thing for Dallas. It would have been a one-year rental in Dallas as well. It would have essentially been, and it's, I I don't know if I said this either, <clears throat> But my thought on the Shaq Leonard acquisition for whichever team got him, but now we know it's the Eagles, whichever team got him, I was like, huge loss for the team that didn't, huge gain for the team that did, but overall, the person that potentially wins and gets the biggest 
payoff is literally Shaq Leonard because if he plays well this season for the Philadelphia Eagles, he could go back to the negotiating table and he could go, maybe not to the Philadelphia Eagles or to the Dallas Cowboys, especially not the Cow- the Dallas Cow- oh, oh my God, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Especially not the Dallas Cowboys because the Cowboys have to sign Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and Micah Parsons. So they got a lot of shit on their plate. But Dallas, or excuse me, Shaq is going to have a lot of suitors at the end of the season if he has a really, really awesome four or five games in the regular season. Will he play this weekend against Dallas? I would hope so because you could essentially make a huge statement for him immediately as, you know, this huge impactful player for the Philadelphia uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, excuse me, and their defense. So I I hope he plays on Sunday for his sake and for the Eagles' sake. I think Dallas could have potentially have had addressed, excuse me, a huge issue on their, maybe not a huge issue, but a weakness for sure on their team. Like their defensive line is great. Their secondary is great. The only thing that's kind of a weakness is their linebacking unit. Maybe not a weakness is the best way to describe it, but out of all of the positions, out of all of the units on their defense, their weakest unit would be the defense. Excuse me, would be the linebackers. So to get Shaq Leonard, who could potentially be a top, you know, five player at his position would have been huge for the Dallas Cowboys. I am curious to see him play. I am curious to see how the Eagles will utilize him. He's one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL, as well as one of the best linebackers at being able to I'm watching the Clippers versus Denver and it's just like James Harden had like on a couple of different possessions had like a really really awesome pass on a like um on somebody cutting on the inside and then it's just like he just had a turnover immediately and he's facilitating now more than anything and and I mean they're kind of they're finding some success here and there sorry going back to what I was talking about with the Eagles acquiring Jack Leonard. Huge acquisition. I don't know the extent of it. I don't know how great it's going to be, but I think that initially right now it's a huge gain for them, huge loss for the Dallas Cowboys. To what extent we'll find out here in the next couple of weeks, as well as realistically, I don't know how much money he was offered by either team. I had already looked at the salary cap with, Hold on. Sorry about that. I'm looking at something. But I had already looked at the salary cap for the Cowboys and for the Eagles. And the Cowboys, I think, have like $3 million more than the Eagles. And they still completely whiffed on acquiring Shaq Leonard. So it wasn't about Dallas not having money because they have money. They just probably didn't want to spend said money. So and he was like, yeah, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine as to why the Dallas Cowboys didn't get him, but I, I probably can, and it's that they didn't want to pay the money that he probably would have costed. I do think, though, the timing of him going to Philadelphia is fascinating because they just got blown out by the San Francisco 49ers, and the fact that he was so confident in his decision that he was just like, yeah, I'll watch them get blown out by this huge, huge number and also watch Dallas's defense not play very well the week before that, but Dallas's defense or Dallas as a football team being able to overcome it and have an offense that could fight back. 
it's super interesting to me to see Shaq's and essentially his decision, his huge decision, because it's like it's going to impact potentially his career short term and also his legacy if you're like, well, you think that Shaq is a Hall of Famer or he has the potential to be a Hall of Famer, which I think he needs like four more years, maybe five of great play, and I think he's in. But, um, I mean, we'll see We'll see what happens with him essentially later on down the line. But Shaq Leonard, we don't know the extent. We'll see how good he is. We'll see how impactful he is. Maybe on Sunday, maybe in like two weeks. I'm excited to see him play. I love Shaq. Great player. Uh, I hope he doesn't play well against the Cowboys. That's that's what I am if he does play. But it's a great acquisition by the Eagles. Excuse me. You can't deny it. If I can't have a slight pivot, it was weird to me to see people essentially try and guess why Shaq Leonard went to the Eagles. Like, I remember seeing somebody say the reason why he went to the Eagles is he saw them get destroyed, and he's like, that's a team that I want to go to because I can help out their defense. I was like, what? Shouldn't you go to the team that, yes, their defense struggled and lost, but also was able to put up like 40-something points against Seattle? Like, I, I don't know. The arguments aren't very good, but I think he went probably because of the money. I think also Dallas probably felt really good about their linebackers and one of the main issues with Shaq for with Indianapolis is that he felt like he wasn't getting a whole lot of snaps. He's going to get a lot of snaps with it with Philly. Philly hasn't had a great linebacker in a long time, long time, a traditional like middle linebacker or inside linebacker that essentially doesn't rush the passer. He hasn't had that in like a long time and or not he, but they haven't had that in a long time and they've tried sparingly to get a linebacker. They got N'Kobe Dean, but he's hurt. So, you know, it's just like you got to figure that one out. But we'll see what happens with the Eagles. We'll see. Let me review Sunday's games, and then we'll peace out for tonight. I spent, I think, an hour talking about Alabama and screaming my face off about Roll Tide. But, uh, yes, We'll, we'll talk about this weekend's games as well. And I think we'll start with Philadelphia versus the San Francisco 49ers, 42-19. to Absolutely abysmal loss for the Philadelphia Eagles. Terrible loss. Horrendous loss. There's really no other way to describe it besides, holy fucking shit, can you get any worse than that? And um, then the Cowboys game, and it's just like, yeah, kind of. Because the Eagles had talked so much shit, and the 49ers had talked so much shit, and the Eagles got smoked by the 49ers. Everything that the 49ers said would happen did happen, and it was way more embarrassing of a loss, in my opinion, than the Cowboys' loss against the San Francisco 49ers, at least in my opinion, a couple of months ago. All while being ever more relevant and significant because... We don't have a lot of games left, and the Eagles are now one game in front of the 49ers, and they go up against Dallas, who hasn't lost at home all during season, and it's it's going to be a tough challenge for them. I like I don't I don't understand the arguments, right? What I've heard from media members all throughout the week was that the Eagles' defense was gassed, and they had a game where they sucked, and blah 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 blah. But I was like, the whole narrative that's been in and around the Eagles and I mean, I still see people say that Jalen Hurts is the MVP. I don't know how, 
but we'll pretend that he is until he loses this weekend against the Dallas Cowboys. But it's it's weird to me that people are like, Jalen Hurts is the MVP, he's had these miraculous comeback victories, and da-da-da-da-da, and it's just like, bro, he didn't put up a fight against the Philadelphia, not the Philadelphia Eagles, excuse me, against the Niners, at home! At home! At least Dallas could be like, we lost, but it was away. At home, same situation, same sequence, they got smoked. And... Uh, man, every single time I watch Jalen Hurts play, I'm just like, I, he's hurt. It's not even that he's kind of, you know, healthy. It's like he he is playing 1,000% hurt. And I worry about him with the Dallas Cowboys because the connection with A.J. Brown is not there anymore. It's not as strong as it once was during the first half of the season where A.J. Brown was popping off for like 140 yards per game every single night. It's different now. It feels like their relationship is a bit fractured or their rapport with one another is fractured. And we have to kind of just watch Devontae Smith now. Devontae Smith has kind of transitioned to be the number one wide receiver on the team now. And it's one of those things where I'm just like... I. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand where it is. They miss Dallas Goddard. The Eagles, I mean, they've struggled throughout the last three weeks. And in my opinion, it came to a culmination with them getting smoked by the San Francisco 49ers last week. And I think it's going to be even worse because I don't think they're going to lose like 42 to 19 against the Cowboys. But I think it's going to be worse because the consensus is still even after Dallas beats a winning team, that Dallas doesn't beat winning teams or that they're lucky or that it was one game and da-da-da-da-da. Like, all of this bullshit kind of comes about when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys and all of these non-sequiturs and these false equivocacies and cognitive dissonance is constantly used when it comes to the rhetoric surrounding the Dallas Cowboys that it gets to be very confusing to separate, like, to separate, I don't want to say fact from fiction, but it, it's just hard to separate different arguments from different people when they're all terrible. It's like it doesn't matter who said it; it's that they're all terrible arguments as to uh, as to why Dallas shouldn't be considered a number one team in the NFL. They're all bad arguments. So, Jalen Hurts last week against the 49ers, horrendous loss. Jalen Hurts is also one of the most turnover-prone quarterbacks in the league. How many how many interceptions does he have this year? It's insane, right? He has, like, more interceptions in the last six games than I think Dak Prescott has all season. Yeah. I mean, he has 10 interceptions to 19 touchdowns. It's like, that's not good. I, I keep seeing people be like, he's my MVP. He's my MVP. I'm like, how? His numbers are terrible. Like, last year... His touchdown to interception ratio was 22 to 6, which is essentially what Dak has now, like plus an additional, I think, four touchdowns. Dak is almost at 30. Give me like one second to pull up Dak's numbers here. Dak, yeah, no, no, oh no, I, did I say he was at 24? I thought he was at 24. He's at 26. So Dak is at 26 touchdowns to six interceptions. Jalen last season had 22 touchdowns to six interceptions, right? So you can, under, and also he had like a bunch of other touchdowns on the ground. Nobody cares. It was the Philly, it was the Philly, uh, the Philly play, the brotherly shove, the tush push, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. All I know is that his touchdown interception ratio last year was phenomenal. This year, it's borderline bad. And 
somebody brought it up on one of the shows that his play is declining, Dax is ascending, and I'm worried, not for my Dallas Cowboys, but for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm worried that they'll play horrendously, and they'll either not take the Cowboys seriously, or the Cowboys will take them very seriously. Dallas is fantastic off of a bye week. Fantastic. And they've essentially gotten a mini bye week, plenty of rest, and they're now going to go up against a team that they probably feel that they should have beaten, and probably, I mean, they definitely probably should have beaten them if the officiating was better, and they'll go into a game with probably better officiating, and they'll probably win the game. And it's just like, I don't I don't really know what, to, what else to say. Dallas has had tremendous success against Philadelphia over the last half decade, and I mean, they haven't lost to Jalen Hurts in Dallas when Dak Prescott is playing. I mean, the last time he played in Dallas, I mean, it was a disaster. It was like the Trevon Diggs game where Nick Saban was on the Manning broadcast. And, I mean, they lit up Philadelphia. It was a brutal game. What was... Let me look it up. Hold on. Versus Eagles 2021. What was it? Yeah, it was 41-21. I mean, it was pretty much what the San Francisco 49ers did to the Eagles, except worse, because you got to consider, right, Dallas, I mean, I Trevon Diggs had like a pick six. Dallas, that game wasn't even close. They scored a touchdown in the first half, right? It was a like end zone interception by Dak. Like he was in his own end zone, like a blown pass protection, had like Fletcher Cox come free and he gets the ball batted in the air and he picks him off essentially in his own end zone. And that was essentially the only points that they scored in the first half. They scored seven out of 14, out of 21 points, essentially off of like a mistake by Dallas. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think that Philadelphia is as good as people say they are during, and I put a lot of stock in these games, in these final five games of the regular season, because these are the most important games of the season. These are the games that decide playoff seeding. And the first game that I have of Philadelphia is of them just flopping around, bumbling and stumbling around like a bunch of buffoons against the San Francisco 49ers with one of inarguably the worst secondaries in the NFL. Darius Slade Jr. gets picked on like nobody's business. And you mean to tell me that now, now Dallas is about to go in in their home stadium on a primetime game when Jalen is hurt? And the offensive line isn't playing very well. I mean, they didn't play very well last week. Eh, I don't know. It's just, um, it's not very good what's going on in uh, in Philly right now. All of the momentum. You know what it reminds me of? You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Arizona a couple of years ago. And I referenced this, right? It reminds me of Arizona in the sense of Arizona a couple of years ago was the one seed in the conference undefeated going into November. And they then go in home game against the Packers. They lose that game and everything changes. They then proceed to essentially lose the, uh, the majority of their games going forward from there. And they, um, Hold on, I was looking at something. I apologize. They lose the majority of their games going forward from there. And they concede the one seed in the conference. 
and the one seed in their division. They were going to have a home playoff game, but they fell so behind in the playoff seedings that they conceded the one seed to the Rams, who, of course, then won the Super Bowl. And so I look at the Eagles, I don't think it's that big of a collapse where the Eagles will go into Dallas in the first week of the playoffs and then they'll lose to Dallas in this kind of cruel poetic justice. But I do think that it is kind of telling that these last couple of games have not been very good for the Eagles. And everybody keeps on saying, well, they win the, you know, Jalen Hurts wins these close games. Jalen Hurts wins these close games and da-da-da-da-da. And it's just like, well, yeah, he should win these close games because he's kind of the reason why they're close to begin with. You know? It's one of those things, man. I just, I don't, I don't get it. But, um... We'll see. We'll see what happens with the Eagles. I'm super excited for the game. It's coming up here in, I think, like four days. Huge game. Huge game. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyways. Going forward from there, I spent a lot of time on Philly. Because, to be honest with you, that was one of the more, that was like one of the most important games of the weekend. I got a couple more. Chiefs at Packers. So the Kansas City Chiefs went up against the Green Bay Packers this weekend, lost against the Green Bay Packers. I don't believe that this is Jordan Love's, you know, coming out and Jordan Love is a great player and all this other stuff. It does mean that the Packers are back in playoffs, in the playoff race, which is darkly ironic considering that this was supposed to be Chicago's year and Chicago is still like one of the worst teams in the NFL and they still lose to the Green Bay Packers as well as like the Detroit Lions. Again, don't sleep on Detroit. Detroit still has to go up against the Cowboys. So you'll have that tiebreaker be decided here at the end of the month. But Detroit is 9-3. and three. The Dallas Cowboys are 9-3. and three. Eagles are 10-2. and two. Niners 9-3. and three. And so all four of those teams that are essentially vying for the one seed and are vying for that race, we will know a lot about in the next week because it's either going to be the Eagles that are going to be two games up against, or one game up, I guess, against the uh, the Niners if they win, or it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys tied with the Eagles who are also tied with the Niners who are also tied with the Lions, which means that the 49ers, because they beat both of the NFC East top-tier teams, the Niners will be the one seed in the conference. Regardless, this weekend, the next couple of weekends, we'll keep a sharp eye out, eye out on the Cowboys, Eagles, and the Lions because the Lions are still in the race for the one seed in the conference. And if they didn't lose to the Packers on Thanksgiving, they would be tied with the Eagles for total wins, which is insane. But, again, going back to the Chiefs versus the Packers. So the Packers, they go out, beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Taylor Swift is there. By the way, loved her little piece on um, time, or the times, I guess. She had this little mock-up, an article written about her, and she talked about how, you know, she doesn't really, you know, she doesn't really say anything about Kim Kardashian. She said, she essentially says, like, what Kim Kardashian did to her was terrible and awful, but I love, I love what she said at the end of the article where she was like, like, I don't really try to defeat my enemies. The trash has a tendency of taking itself out. That's a ball right there. 
That's why I love my girl Taylor Swift. And you know what? Hold on. In celebration of Taylor Swift, where is it? Let me get it. Oh my god. I love Taylor Swift so fucking much. Jesus Christ. In celebration of Taylor Swift, I mean I'm wearing I'm wearing some of my Teddy Fresh. I spent a lot of money on clothing for Black Friday. A, a, a lot of money. But um, I'm very happy with it because it fits great, feels nice, great material, great clothing, great great quality of clothing. It's hard to find great quality clothing. But I also spent a lot of money on a Taylor Swift cardigan. You know, about a you know about a couple months. Not a yeah, it was it was like literally it was in October when 1989 came. It was supposed to come out in December. It came out like literally a couple of weeks ago for me. And I've had it for weeks. I've been wearing it on and off. It's not, I mean, it's my first ever cardigan. But let me tell you something. When Taylor, I, I can't go out in the streets and wear my Dodgers jacket. I love that jacket. But I can't wear it because the Dodgers, because of the way that they went out in the playoffs, I refuse to wear it. This Taylor Swift cardigan, I can wear year-round. I can look good. I can feel good in it because goddamn, this Taylor Swift, I mean, she's always winning. That girl is always winning, not just financially speaking, not just because of her popularity, but I mean, my God, she's freaking crossing over Kim Kardashian like freaking Steph Curry. My goodness. I mean, I was, I love Taylor Swift and I love that quote from her and God damn, do I hate Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. So for her to cross those over and metaphorically speaking, put her nuts in both of their faces and say, what are you going to do about it? And then having both of them do damn near, hold on, wait a second. Otani's name is trending on Twitter. Hold on. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Don't tell me Otani did it. Don't tell me Otani did it. His name is trending on Twitter, and I'm trying to see why. I don't think he did it. I think just people are tweeting out his name because they think that because uh, Juan Soto just went to the uh, to the New York to the New York um, Yankees. Man, I was excited. If you don't know what's going on, sorry. What was I talking about? I was talking about Taylor Swift. But before that, I was talking about the Kansas City Chiefs because Taylor Swift was in attendance at the game. So, of course, I had a pivot for like five seconds. And then that five seconds just went regardless. Um, it, let me pivot again from Taylor Swift to, of course, Shohei Otani. Former Los Angeles Angel, uh, future Los Angeles Dodger, if the Dodgers have anything to say about it. Shohei Otani essentially is one of the best baseball players, essentially, if not the best baseball player on the planet. He has been with the god-awful Los Angeles Angels, and he wants to win a championship. And so there are certain teams that are vying for him, like, for example, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who have essentially done and made a bunch of decisions over the last couple of years in order to get Shohei Otani. It was kind of revealed that, I guess, in it, like you're not supposed to, I guess, reveal who you've talked to, but the Dodgers revealed that they already talked to Shohei Otani, which is not what you're supposed to do and not what he wants. I don't really care. I don't think that that matters. And I mean, he may take him for a little bit more money, but I think that he wants to go and play for the Dodgers because the Dodgers have 
and are one of the best teams in baseball. And he wants to win. And I think he can win with the Dodgers um, playing <clears throat> in Los Angeles. And he likes Los Angeles. He likes being there. He doesn't want to go to Toronto, I don't think, or New York. I think he wants to be in Los Angeles and be an awesome baseball player, which is ironic because as, as much as like the Dodgers are tied in with Los Angeles, at the exact same time, uh, I, I don't think anyone knows who Clayton Kershaw is in Los Angeles. And he's one of the biggest Dodgers in the history of the sport. One of the most important, excuse me, pitchers in the history of the sport. People don't know who he is. But um, yeah, Shohei Otani could potentially be a Dodger. Juan Soto is a Yankee, I think, right now. But I mean, everybody is just like freaking out right now. I don't know what's going on. Is he a Dodger? I've been waiting for this for like months. I've been telling everybody, I was like, we're going to get Shohei Otani. I've been telling everybody who's been giving me shit for months. You know what? We may have lost this year, but we're going to fucking get Otani. But um, that hasn't happened yet, and I'm mega pissed off, but we will. He will not be a Los Angeles angel. Nobody nobody thinks he's going to be an angel. Nobody cares. Oh, gosh. I want, I want him to be a fucking, fucking Dodger. I was about to say Laker, but the Dodgers and the Lakers are very connected with Los Angeles. God, if he goes to the Blue Jays, I'm going to be so pissed off, man. I'm going to be so pissed off if he goes to the Blue Jays and not the fucking... Hold on. Sorry. He better not go to the fucking Blue Jays. I just saw a graphic where somebody predicted that he was going to go to the Blue Jays at like 65%, and I was like, he's he's not going to the Blue Jays. He's going to be a fucking Dodger. Sorry. Um, Going back to... Taylor Swift now, as I pivot off of Shohei Otani and um, his future with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Taylor Swift had an awesome day today, awesome year, awesome couple of years. And I just wanted to represent my girls. I still have not seen the new Taylor Swift movie. Is there a showtime tomorrow at the good movie theater, at the like the big movie theater? I have not seen the era's tour and I really got to, I really got to, I don't think I can see it, unfortunately, because I mean, it's been, it's been out for like almost two months and I don't think that they're showing it in theaters. My God, it has like, it has like a 99% critic review and then a 98% audience review. I mean, it's insane. Insane. Is it still in theaters i missed it and i i got my cardigan i got my taylor swift shirt and i i don't have the movie but that, that's fine that's why i got or more specifically am going to get a new tv i already have my sound bar my setup is fantastic but um i'm i'm sad I'm sad. When is it on Blu-ray? Yeah, it's it's done. It's not in movie theaters. That sucks. I heard it was awesome. I heard people were singing. I I, I didn't want to go see it with a bunch of, you know, teenage girls. Or technically speaking, Taylor Swift fans are all over the place when it comes to age range. But, you know, I just didn't want to go. I'm a guy, you know. It's just like as much as I wear my Taylor Swift fandom on my sleeves, you know, I just, I don't want to be out and about, you know, being a Taylor Swift fan. I don't know why. I'm very insecure about my Taylor Swift fandom. Very insecure. But I do want that movie. I'm 
Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. When is it on Blu-ray? It should be on Blu-ray. It's going to be in January, apparently, is when it's going to be released, which that's that's fine. <clears throat> that's fine. I do got to see that movie. Especially the opening song is is uh, Cool Summer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then she's probably going to release. This, this is why. You know why I love Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift keeps the fans fed. Okay? Taylor Swift is that girl... She's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys just buckets of content for you. I mean, we're gonna have freaking a new tour. We're going to have a movie on the tour. We're going to have cardigans, vinyls. We're gonna have the whole damn nine yards. And if you want, if you wanna be a fan, you can be the biggest fan ever. 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 I love Taylor Swift so much. She's like, I got movies. I got freaking vinyl. I got merchandise. I got merch on merch. You want it? We got it. I was like, man, I really, I, I, I was never going to go to the tour, not because I don't like Taylor Swift, but again, I'm insecure of my Taylor Swift fandom. But goddamn, did I want to see the movie? But now I get to. Sorry. I'm juiced up. I mean, if you've been a, if you've listened to the podcast, for any length of time, you know how juiced up I get when it comes to uh, to Taylor Swift. <clears throat> I mean, I've been a fan of Taylor Swift for, I don't know, like seven, eight years since I was in high school. Closeted. I'm out of the closet now. Fully out. But anyways. How to have a short little deviation about Taylor Swift. Chiefs at Packers. Chiefs lost. This is a lesson in stupidity. Okay? Lesson in stupidity. We can all learn something from it. And especially the Chiefs can learn something. I said a couple of weeks ago slash months ago, I said what? Or technically, I've, I've been saying this for the past two years regarding the Kansas City Chiefs. I said, look, long story short, they are essentially making the exact same mistake that the New England Patriots made with Tom Brady. They essentially said, look, we have the greatest football player on the planet right now. The Chiefs and the Patriots said this. We can afford to spend more resources on the other side of the football field, on the defense, on special teams, on whatever, or we can just be cheap and not spend any money in the Patriots case. We can do a whole bunch of, we have a bunch of different options in regards to that because we have Tom and we don't really need to spend that much money on the offensive line or on wide receivers or on whatever. And Tom will compensate because he's the greatest football player of all time. But what you do, what, what you do in that case is negative. It's not good to do that, right? To make Tom's job harder to make your defense that really isn't, you know, that doesn't have a Tom Brady on it to make that better. It's not a good idea to do. You would be better suited to make Tom the best version of Tom Brady that he can possibly be. Like 5,000 yard Tom Brady, 
50 touchdown with Randy Moss in 2007 when you guys had a perfect season, you would be better set on trying to figure out ways to do that than essentially to be the, um, when did Tom have like no weapons? And I mean, I guess like the 2016 version of the Patriots offense when they had like Chris Hogan and Danny Amendola, Gronk was out and they had Edelman who I think is a hall of famer and I think he's great. But you know, like besides Edelman, of course, but like you would be better suited with Tom having more weapons to make his job easier because he's so important and impactful, not just because he's a quarterback, but because he's the greatest football player of all time, you'd be better suited on trying to make his job easier than to make the defense's job easier. You should go out and get weapons for him, is what I'm trying to say. And said so the Patriots didn't do that. Tom became unsatisfied. He goes on to Tampa Bay. He wins a Super Bowl there uh, in his first year. And the, not the Patriots, excuse me, but the Chiefs essentially did the exact same thing as the Patriots. They said, Patrick is the greatest quarterback in the NFL. We don't need Tyreek Hill. We can take Rasheed Rice. We can go out and get Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony and all these guys. And really, we can be questionable at wide receiver. We can get Marquez Valdez-Scantling. We can get Miko Hardman. And we can have those guys there that really aren't good wide receivers. We can have bad wide receivers to average wide receivers on the team. And we can still win the Super Bowl. And because they won the Super Bowl with this philosophy, it kind of justified this reproach. And so they were like, well, we can just go out and have all of these mediocre to below mediocre wide receivers because we won a Super Bowl with them. It's not right but it's what they're doing. And you saw the consequences of that on Sunday. Look, Patrick Patrick hasn't had a great year this year. I mean, again, this may be his worst season on record. Let me just pull up his stats really fast. Patrick this season has 67% completion percentage, 3127 yards. 22 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. This will be his second. I mean, it'll probably be his like lowest full time as a starter. It'll probably be the like lowest season he will have when it comes to touchdowns. One of the lower seasons when it comes to yards, his passer rating is like average to below average. And the chiefs are struggling to win games during uh, the bottom kind of like stretch of their regular season. They lost to the Packers. They lost to the Eagles. And Patrick, especially in the Eagles game, didn't play very well. I mean, the opening game against Detroit was kind of a signifier that the Chiefs were going to struggle this year. And they've struggled a lot this year. And Patrick needs a lot more help. And also, as much as people want to essentially say, I, I've heard people say, like, it's not Matt Nagy who calls the plays. It's Andy Reid, it's been Andy Reid. The offense hasn't looked the same. I'm sorry, just it has not. And I think Eric Bieniemy should have gotten significantly more credit than what he is essentially getting currently. And the Chiefs, I mean, they're 8-4. and four. Again, I talked about it, I think, on Monday or something like that, where I was like, if this happens, then the Jags, if the Jags win on, if the Jags win out, they essentially win the conference, and they, of course, lost their first game that they needed to win. But, I mean, the Chiefs aren't the one seed anymore. It's the Ravens. It's the Ravens out of the one seed. Chiefs are the two seed. They've lost way too many games. 
you don't fear anybody from the Chiefs wide receiving core. You fear Kelsey, but Kelsey has had up and down games because he's been hurt a little bit this season. And the Chiefs offensive line with Donovan Smith at times has just been god awful being their left tackle. And I look at the Chiefs and I'm just like, wow, they're they're nowhere close to the top of the NFC. I was going to essentially say this and I'll I on Monday and I'll say this now and I'll continue to say this for the rest of the regular season. The team that will win the Super Bowl is in the NFC. It's either the Eagles, the 49ers, or Dallas. There is not one team in the AFC that has the talent, that has played as well, that has uh, the coaching, in my opinion, as the Eagles, the Cowboys, or the 49ers. Like, the 49ers are just loaded. They're an all-star team. The Eagles, really, to me, are sliding. I don't think that they'll... I don't think they'll win their division, and Dallas has had a great season. It's been one of the best seasons of the last 20 years, with Dak being the front runner for the MVP. So I watch, and I think realistically, right now, I think it's between, I think the Eagles are potentially going to be out of being Super Bowl contenders, and I think we're going to look at the regular season, or we're going to look at the NFC as a conference as a whole in a little bit over a month, and we're going to say that the two top teams in the NFC are Dallas and the 49ers, and I think one of those teams is going to be the Super Bowl champion. I want to say Dallas because I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, obviously, but I'll also put in the 49ers because they've been playing great. But the Chiefs, I said it at the beginning of the season, and I doubled down on it when they lost to Detroit. I was like, the Chiefs aren't going to go to the, to the, um, to the Super Bowl again. They may not make it to the AFC Championship game. And it's kind of true. So we'll see what happens with the Chiefs. Am I out on the Chiefs? I mean, I've been out on the AFC kind of for the last week or so. Here's the thing, right, about the two conferences. So you have, like, Detroit, who's 9-3, and three, and they're tied with, like, the Cowboys and the Niners, right? Detroit losing only three games. But really, Detroit isn't in the same terminal velocity as the Cowboys. They're not even in the same planet, the atmosphere, whatever you want to call it, as the Cowboys. The competition is far more... The competition is... Like, there is a stark contrast, excuse me, between the top NFC teams and the top AFC teams. Like, it's obvious that that the three top teams in the NFC are the three top teams. But there's like four or five teams in the AFC that can really compete with one another. And... I think that's a problem for the AFC and not really for the NFC. I thought that the AFC was going to be king because of all of the quarterback talent that they have, but the quarterback talent has been hurt. It just got hurt again on Monday. And not to say that the NFC hasn't had its quarterback talent get hurt. Kirk Cousins got hurt. But the top-tier guys, excluding Jalen, they're hurt. They not it's Excuse me, they're not hurt. They're healthy. Kansas City, huge loss. They had so many opportunities to go out and get a top-tier wideout. They could have gotten DeAndre Hopkins. They didn't. They potentially could have traded for Devontae Adams. They didn't. They, I mean, eh, they probably couldn't because Devontae Adams is a divisional rival. We will see what happens with the Chiefs this offseason, but they do need to spend more resources in wide receivers. That is a fact. They cannot let Patrick Mahomes roll out there again. It's like you either spend resources on wide receivers 
No, they already spent a lot of resources on, on offensive line. They need to spend resources on wide receiver. That's very apparent. They will lose a lot of games if they do not. Get more, get better wide receivers. Please and thank you. <clears throat> Green Bay Green Bay handled their business. Do I believe in Jordan Love? No. No, I do not. He's played great for the last couple of weeks, but I just I don't believe in Jalen. Or not Jalen, but Jordan Love. I just don't. I don't care that he's won the last two games. We'll see what happens throughout the entirety of the season. He hasn't really played that well. Um, I think he's in his fourth year, right? He's in his fourth or fifth year. I mean, he's been... He has been in the league for a lot longer than people really want to say. I mean, he's been in the league since 2021. Right? Or was it 2020? Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, he, he's been in the league since 2020. So that's four years. And the best he can do is barely have this year is barely have above a 50% completion percentage, 2,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, which is like a little bit above a two to one. But I don't know. I just, I'm not a big Jordan love guy, obviously, but um, I don't, I don't really care. I keep saying Otani, Otani, Otani. I just, I don't get it. <clears throat> Hold on. I'm also seeing what is it? <laughs> I'm also seeing like a bunch of people talk about San Andreas because again GTA six, the new trailer came out. God. I want Otani on the Dodgers so bad. So badly. Sorry. Okay, talked about the Bengals versus the Jags. I think I even casted it on Monday. It was another huge game that happened this weekend. That was huge. I mean, it wasn't huge. It was just huge for me as a Dallas Cowboy fan. Dolphins versus Commanders. So, Ron Rivera has absolutely lost touch with reality. He's been absolutely horrendous as a head coach with command with the commanders. And I was certain that like, I, I was like, maybe he gets fired after the Dallas Cowboys game. And then he didn't the Thursday night one. No, not the Thursday night one, the Thanksgiving one. And then I think last week, what did he lose by last week? Did he play last week? Yeah, he did. I, I get my weeks confused. Um, two weeks ago, he lost to the Cowboys last week was the Dolphins when he lost to the Dolphins and he wasn't immediately fired on like Monday I was like they're just gonna let him ride they're gonna let him play out this season and then they're gonna fire him they're gonna fire him so fast and so just like <laughs> so quickly that he his head will literally spin off of his body like a top like a spinning top he's done 45 to 15 abominable performance every single decision that he's made seems to be the wrong decision the incorrect decision and I mean we barely even have to have like a extended look 
into the future to be able to prove that. I mean, the Emmanuel Forbes draft pick, yikes, it looks horrendous. The trading of Montez Sweat and Chase Young during uh, career years for both of them, yikes, terrible decision. And um, kind of the, we're not going to roll with Sam Howell last year when Sam Howell apparently was lightening it up in practice, and now Sam Howell isn't because uh, your team isn't very good. Like, all of these decisions just hasn't been able to stop Dallas Hasn't been able to stop the Eagles ever. I mean, I, I think that he's done as a head coach, and he's just a lame duck, and he's going to go into the offseason. They're going to shake hands, and they're going to either agree to mutually part ways, or he's just going to be straight up fired. And I think he should probably retire, because he's not very good as a head coach, and I think that's what he wants. He's been a head coach for over 10 years now. It's like, how are you going to be an assistant? Fired potentially then retired or something else. I don't know. But Ron Rivera and his performance on Sunday kind of made me think about the broader spectrum of the NFL as a whole. The NFL has a bunch of coaching vacancies, Raiders, Carolina, and then probably the Chargers this season and then apparently Matt Eberflus is on the hot seat. And then obviously we got the commanders just being abominable. Like there's going to be some teams that are going to have, I mean, there are teams right now that don't have head coaches. They have interim head coaches. And it got me thinking about this year's crop of head coaching candidates like Kellen Moore, Eric Bieniemy, guys that I were really, I was really, really high on. But now we can kind of see it's just like, eh, well, they're not as good as you originally thought. Maybe Eric Bieniemy isn't as good as he, we originally thought because he's not playing with Patrick Mahomes and he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. There's been times where Washington's offense has looked better. Maybe Sam Howell just isn't very good. Maybe th there's a lot of different variables, but the performance that Washington has had this season is not the performance that you would expect from them offensively based upon some of the expectations that we had for them going on in the regular season or before the regular season. Like that's indisputable like they've fallen short of expectation when it comes to the offense we expected a a huge just injection of intelligence of production coming from Eric Bieniemy and the offense and it just it never they were never able to produce the way that you would want to consistently and so that's a disappointment Kellen Moore has been an absolute disaster in Los Angeles and you're like holy crap Dak has been carrying him for like three years Justin Herbert cannot for like half of a year and so you got to like wonder and think about some things there. And then it's like, who else is falling, falling below uh, the standard? I guess that's kind of it. But those two guys were kind of the top guys that I would have. Deuce Staley also got fired. He was kind of being groomed by the Lions. Deuce Staley, Deuce Staley was like an Eagles running back coach who then went to the Lions to try and essentially to essentially try and like become a high candidate for a head coaching job. And then he went to Carolina and then he got fired from Carolina. So he's been trying to get a head coaching job for years and now he's been fired. And I mean, I didn't really, to be honest with you, I didn't consider him a strong candidate either, but I was like, Hey, you know, if he's going to throw his his name in the, hat, in the hat, I'll evaluate him. And he's not, he, he wasn't very good. So, a lot of the top candidates outside of, I guess, Ben Johnson, the 
offensive coordinator for the Lions, a lot of them have asterisks next to their names. It's like, okay, they're the top candidate, but there are reasons why you shouldn't consider them. And when I look at this list, it's like we're going to have yet again more dysfunctional teams or pretty much the same dysfunctional teams that we hear and see pretty much every single year. You know, the Commanders, the Raiders, the Panthers, all these teams that have a history of being dysfunctional now have head coaching vacancies, and now there isn't really a clear picture of who is the best head coaching candidate and how can we draw him to our team. Not to say that there really ever is like a clear-cut picture, but, I mean, it's definitely not as clear now, and I would be very scared to hire a head coach going into this offseason. And, I mean, we're going to see some weird, weird shit going on, going into uh, the regular season, or excuse me, the postseason. Or not the postseason, I guess it is the postseason, I guess. But we're going to see some weird-ass shit going on in the next couple of months with dudes that we wouldn't even consider for the job getting head coaching jobs. But, I mean, that unfortunately happens every single year. Anyways, I'm piecing out for tonight. I'm tired. I Do I want to lie to myself and tell myself, go to sleep for an hour and then wake up and then we'll do math? Or am I going to – I think I have to. I think I have to take a nap. I think I have to rest. I think I have to get something – get some form of rest because it's just like I'm I'm exhausted but I mean we will we'll see I'm I'm tired but I'll see you I'm peacing out for tonight I'll see you on Friday for a recap of Thursday night football and game day predictions for this weekend's games and then Sunday for the first time we'll probably or maybe not for the first time but for another time we'll cast football games anyways I'll see you on Friday 24's podcast